at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. So we continue our look into what life will be after tomorrow when all of us will have to stay home. COVID-19 is here and uh, we are now going on lockdown. The countdown has begun and tonight at midnight, all of us will be asked to stay home. What does this mean for children? My guest is Dr. Shahida Omar, who is a CEO at Tidibay Clinic. She joins us now this afternoon on a telephone line. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Dr. Omar. Good afternoon to you and all the listeners. Thank you for this great opportunity. We know that uh, at the best of times, we are not really kind to children. This lockdown and what it means for children who are in homes that are not necessarily safe for them. What are your concerns? So there are many concerns because you are absolutely correct. Usually the standard feeling or sentiment is that home is where the hope is. Home is the sanctuary of many children or that's what it actually should be. However, we find that many homes are not safe for children. Many homes are in a total state of dysfunctionality. There's a lot of conflict within the home environment, domestic violence, and we know where there's domestic violence, there's usually a co-occurrence of child abuse, where children are subjected to physical abuse, emotional abuse, uh, and even many cases, sexual abuse. So the concerns are that Children who are our most marginalized population group, the invisible nation of population, because often children are seen but not heard. They hurt, but they're not heard. And I think that is something that we need to focus on. With the social isolation, many families or many children will not have the luxury or the opportunity of running outside of the home mm-hmm. and playing in areas or going to recreational facilities or social clubs or visiting their friends. So they will not be able to escape the brutalities or the harsh or punitive parenting that they are often subjected to. Whereas in, in, in the present situation, uh, children can run away even for a short period of time, but during the social isolation, that will not be possible. And we know in an already impoverished context where there's overcrowding, there's violence, there's all sorts of tensions, there's not enough food to feed families, Uh, the tensions are rising for children, there's a lot of confusion because a lot of the questions have not been answered. In their mind, they're not actually making sense of what does coronavirus mean? Um, you know, what what have we done wrong? Why have we, why are we all so afraid of it? Uh, you know, are we do we have a role to play here? And what is our role? So I think these are things that one is very concerned about the safety and mental health of children, because I think as we speak. Many children are already sitting with a lot of uncertainties, fears, anxiety. So fears may be uh, from different fears, fears of remaining confined to the home environment and being exposed to further abuse, fears of not understanding, fears of death, fears of you know the death and dying, that what, what will happen to me, or fear of losing their parents. So I think we need to actually address this 
from different angles for what corona or COVID-19 means to a child. Uh, and, and that is something that is very real and often we fail to address or discuss this with children. And my approach is, is to have open communication so with your child. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about the scenarios here. Um, children who are abused in whichever form are also very astute and, and they don't generally tell on their parents because they love them if you know it's a guardian that's doing that and and usually places like school or friends or playtime outside are the where the escape is at a time like this when there is no escape and there is no coping mechanism how are we going to communicate the message to children that they can seek refuge because the narrative out there right now is there is nowhere to go. You've got to sit it out. You've got to sit here. And if they don't think that there is anywhere, no other place to seek refuge, it's a dire situation. Indeed. And I think that is the, the actual sadness of this. You know, the, the lockdown, which we support, we endorse, and we commend the president for. But this social isolation has a lot of unintended negative consequences or impact on children because, you know, uh, when children are outside and engaging with their friends, there might be indirect disclosures or accidental disclosures, or they would seek comfort and, and help and support from external sources. Whereas in this case, because of the isolation and it's so insulated that the child could be subjected to such brutality without anybody ever been able to discover it during this period and my appeal to people out there we as the teddy bear foundation propagate that please if if you if people hear any sounds noises even if because of the overcrowding if they see anything untoward anything suspicious a, a, a child crying or behaving um unusual that you know things that they haven't noticed before i think it's important to alert the authorities not to obviously they're not sure what it's about but to contact uh child designated organizations the gbv command center the child lines the lifelines all of these are going to be on standby 24 11 so that these people could actually then relay and ensure that the relevant professional could seek or actually explore what is going on. So I'm appealing to people not to, you know, mind your own business because that is often what we find ourselves in. No, we don't get involved with the neighbors or we don't get involved with other people. We just stay focused on our situation. We're all under a lot of stress and under pressure. But I think during these times, we have to look out for those that cannot speak for themselves, that cannot protect themselves. We need to be the voice of the voiceless. And I think that is one of the strongest mediums of protection if we start becoming more vigilant and looking out for all children, regardless of your child or somebody else's child, because the philosophy and the principle of Ubuntu is your child is my child. 
Dr. Shada Omar, thank you so much for that. It is a thought. You just need to bear uh, in mind that there are children out there who, who may not be safe at this time. He is, uh, she's a CEO of Teddy Bay Clinic, and this is just our way of remembering those kids. And if you doubt at all that anybody at home is not safe, if you, you've been maybe just you've got something in you that says that child is not safe, Call the necessary authorities. It does seem like everybody understands this. And I think um, help should be, um, you know, we, you should reach out for help. My understanding is that the authorities do understand this. And then they will take your call very, very seriously. And as Dr. Omar said, try and be the voice for those people who do not at this point have a voice.